welcome back to another episode of Over the Glass. I am your host, Jay. Co-host Nessa here. And co-co-host, Drew. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, what's going on with the, uh, what is this, World Juniors? Yeah, have you guys been catching any of the action? Not really. Only (laughs) highlights. Like, those games are just, you know, part of me really wanted to try and catch a game, but... You know, with it being out in Sweden and it being during the week, like the the most I would have been able to do is maybe if they had like an audio feed of it, because there's no way. Like, I I still couldn't find a way to like watch it outside of what. Like, is it is it showing on NHL Network? I don't have that. <laughs> no, I to be honest, the only thing I found for feeds is on YouTube. Like, there's been a few games that they've had the the feeds like up on actual YouTube. games like being yeah. Oh, yeah. hmm. and I'm, I don't know how legit like the streams are. Like if they're because like the know. one I was the one watching, that, one of the ones that I saw, I'm like, I don't think that's legit. <laughs> like the one just stream the I was way watching, that it was like <laughs> just just like, just the way that like the information was being presented. I was like. I didn't think anything was weird about the one I had up and then like in the middle of like the second period it it crashed and then like it was just somebody's like desktop of where they were on like a streaming site and they were feeding it to YouTube and I'm like cool 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 I thought I was watching TSN the whole time (laughs) (laughs) so that's that's been my experience with World Juniors I mostly highlights like if I can catch a YouTube feed on I turn it on and then like I watch maybe 10 minutes of it before I'm like moving on to the next holiday event or thing I've got in my schedule. So I know the Canucks prospects have been doing really good. Like the three, the two defensemen and the one forward that they have. So that's all, to be honest, that's all I've really been able to keep up with is like what the Canucks on team Sweden are doing, which is really good apparently. So they only have prospects on team Sweden. Yeah, it, you know, because like Vancouver, it's like Swed- Swedish people are like Pokemon for the Canucks. They got to catch them all. <laughs> we have two Elias Pettersons. Yeah, I know. That's fun. Like, <laughs> it's like a collection. This this first one is pretty good. What about the second one? They must uh, just must be it's the branded model. In, in some fashion. <laughs> I always joke that like actually like, – actual as Pedersen is like both Sedins in one body so they were like well how do we improve him and they're like well we get a second one <laughs> you know and he, he plays the other side of the puck so there's an Oscar Pedersen too apparently that plays for the, the World Juniors um, Swedish team so I would already like to welcome him and his last name to the Vancouver Canucks roster in the future so you know we have a place for you and your Pedersons for a second we were collecting Carlson's <laughs> 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 what is his I already forgot his name. Melker. We had Melker Carlson first. Then we traded for Eric, obviously. And then we had drafted I don't remember his first name, but his his last name was also Carlson. We ended up trading him away in the in I forget with who, but we had I haven't a, heard a Melker like I haven't heard Melker Carlson's name in forever. So you said that because, and I was like, I know there's another one, and you were like, Oh, Melker. And I was like, Oh yeah, that guy. That guy. I'm pretty sure <laughs> he's retired guy. from hockey or something. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Melker at the supermarket one day. <laughs> was he like oh, awkward, very person? tall person <laughs> over in the meat section. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dude, Did you guys I ever saw... see the tweet that went around of uh, when Messi was like grocery shopping Leo Messi, and like no. they seen him at a Publix in Miami, and his buggy was just his cart was just full of like it was like big boxes of Fruit Loops and like Lucky Charms and stuff. Like it was it wasn't for him at all. or his kids. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, I have a friend in Australia, and and we back in the day of like chat rooms and AIM and all that stuff. That's how I met her. And we were we were both pretty young, and she apparently was really obsessed with like Lucky Charms, and I ended up sending her a box. And I'm sure it like oddly like doesn't make sense with the amount of like shipping and everything that like it costs. But apparently it was like one time she took a trip to the U.S. and like obsessed with Lucky Charms, and I'm like sure. The yeah. thought of that like. Like Lucky Charms in Australia, because you know to import those into their supermarkets, they're probably like thirty dollars a box. <laughs> so. so it kind of works out then. I, yeah. I was the uh, I was the import for her. You <laughs> Made were the it Lucky happen. Charms, the Charms dealer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, we saw this morning that Greer is out there um, observing all of the prospects um, that are in the Sharks pipeline and. Some of the highlights that I saw were apparently Will Smith is having like a pretty good um, tournament. That top line is apparently just making stuff happen. Um, I don't remember who I know it's uh, was it Ryan Leonard, the younger brother of John Leonard, um, who I think is a prospect for the the New York Rangers, and then there's the, actually, no, he's, no, he's for, he's with the Capitals. I think he's a Capitals prospect. And then the other guy that I'm thinking of, Gabe, I don't remember his last name off the top of my head, but he's the prospect for New York, and, like, that top line is just apparently really clicking, which would be really nice to see if they, all went to the same team, but I guess that's not ever going to happen. But well, maybe Leonard, we can Leonard and Smith in about ten years. Leonard and Smith played together in in Boston. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure they're on the same team. Like I'm that's sure that line has chemistry. been like they yeah they've been together for a bit. So just the fact that they're just like coasting through this tournament and having a great game like that would be cool to see. At the NHL level, but you know, we'll, we'll take what we can get right now. <laughs> we'll um, take half of them. And then, <laughs> who's the other guy? Thing? Oh, and then, of course, like all the nice uh, things that are coming out with like Celebrini's game, and every time the Sharks lose, and I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> trying to manifest something here. That's like, that was, that was last season, like when, when we were so far behind the game like i i am very adamantly like anti-team tank but there was a point last season where i'm like well we might as well just do it like bedard's on the board there's no hope for us we played ourselves out of the playoffs like a month and a half into the season just just go all out at this point i was i was like all right well everybody else is tanking for bedard so we're halfway there but you know you know how those cookies crumble? Some of us weren't tanking for Bedard. Into an unfortunate cookie jar. We were just tanking. <laughs> Some of us were just tanking because it was cool. <laughs> just because we sucked. <laughs> it 
a trend. <laughs> <laughs> who need, who needs to perform like top level performance in the league? No, the strategy is to just go in there and forget everything. <laughs> Run into each other, lose the Sometimes puck it feels like that. In... <laughs> Tyler Myers. <laughs> All right, we're talking about the PWHL then. Um, so that starts at the beginning of the new year and at the time of this recording, that will be tomorrow. And, you know, I, I for as much as we've been harsh on how this league came about and the road leading up to the start of the season, I am excited to see the teams play at the end of the day. It's always about the players and creating a way for, you know, these women to be able to have a pro ambitions within North America. And so, you know, with that said, I did like that the PWHLPA put out this very simple and straightforward graphic about how to watch the game. So if you're in Canada, you can watch it on CBC, TSN, RDS, and, and Sportsnet. If you're not in Canada and you're not in the New England or the New York areas where that's kind of like the primary spot where all these teams are kind of located, then you can go watch it on the PWHL's uh, YouTube page. But if you are in those respective areas, then it's going to be on MSG Network and NESN. So I will be watching tomorrow for the new year. It's going to be, from my perspective, bright and early. <laughs> I will probably be rolling over in bed and trying to figure out how to like turn on my computer to to somehow watch it as much of a, in a coherent state as I can be at that time. What um, time are the games starting? But 9.30. Oof. What time's the Winter Classic? It's late tomorrow. I don't I know. Think. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't planning to watch it. I have no plans to watch it just because I don't want to watch Vegas and those. That's a good point. Ugh. I don't want to watch Vegas. I don't want to watch. I Vegas. want to watch like, it for for Seattle. It's 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 noon time tomorrow. The Winter Classic. Winter okay. classics are usually so, early in the day, right? That's yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. So there like, we I go. I seen that it was like a five thirty start, and I was like, oh, they pushed it back. But like the NHL is like, no. So it says twelve on the NHL app. So go watch the PWHL. The New York versus Toronto at 9.30. And then if you want to watch the Winter Classic for the NHL, it'll be right after that. Or you could just save yourself the despair and just not not engage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, which, so, which part is the despair? The NHL part of it, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the winter. <laughs> let's be clear. Let's be clear. <laughs> What's even more disparaging are like those Vegas unis. So like, no, nah, I, I can't, I can't handle all of that. Whatever more that is. Disparing but is, the Kraken ones are so clean. I'm going to be so honest. Half the time I only watch like the winter classic in the stadium games just to see what God, the unis I look like the on the classic. ice. Yeah. Like, with the full time. setup, right? Yeah. The yeah. 
My favorite part is always watching the goalies with the beanies on their masks. With the toques, <laughs> and then they have like like layers of eye black underneath. I love it. I think like last year, I kind of thought about watching the one, I guess it was like the Canes versus whoever, only because I had seen it like in passing on my feed. And then because like I ended up not watching, I'm like, oh, I guess I didn't really care. <laughs> I didn't watch last year. I only care this year because of the Kraken, honestly. Their color scheme, their theme. It's it's I did it's it. nice <laughs> it's nice for it to not be one of the same seven teams that's always in the winter classic. Like I think yeah. that's the first couple years it was fun and I was engaged and I was like, This is cool. Outdoor hockey, the goalies can't see nothing and the ice is kind of like super cold covered in real snow. But then by like year four, they were like, "You want more Blackhawks Flyers on New Year's Day? We got Blackhawks Flyers on New Year's Day, kids." And I'm like, "I don't want that." <laughs> We've seen that for the last three years. <laughs> yeah, it's boring. Yeah. Do you guys have a a, a a PWHL team that you're gonna be that you their your bandwagon jumping on the on the ship? I think I'm leaning towards New York right now. I am New York and Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, mine's mine's many because that's my uh, my gold destination. So I figured I might as well adopt their team. <laughs> yeah, you know. like there's a I lot of a... exciting players on all the teams, but um, I have a soft spot for rooting for, for Boston nurse. and Toronto is not in my DNA. Sorry. You no, know, if if I ever cheer <laughs> for Boston, I might implode. Like, no, you know, spontaneous human combustion that if like somebody was like, you have to cheer for any Boston team, that's what would just happen to me. I would just poof, flames. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no, Toronto Go specifically for nice that. and that's it. <laughs> Happy to root for individual players, but as a whole, not sure that's happening with any of those uh, particular areas. <laughs> right. <laughs> hard no <laughs> so i guess flower flurry is playing his 1000th game today currently as we speak i believe you know what that means what does that mean what does that mean i can't say it for like another couple hours wait let me check the score <laughs> <laughs> what what <laughs> It starts I, with an S, but I'm semi-superstitious. That's why I'm oh, not I saying anything. Oh, ooh, mm. don't. Oh, well, no. We don't. We, we can retract that. They already it's scored. because you thought about saying it. You thought about it. No, then... no. They already <laughs> scored long before that. Just confirming before I could say this or that. Hey, uh, the hockey gods. You... Well, don't, don't the Jets know? Don't the Jets know how this works? Come on. No. Apparently not. No. <laughs> they just want to ruin milestones. I straight but, up forget that the Jets exist. Like, I'm going to be honest. Uh, no, also, I feel like, that. the other day I was trying to name all of the teams to, like, outline an article that I was working on. And uh, I had 31. And I was like, hmm, I'm missing one here. And it took me 45 minutes to remember that Winnipeg exists. So <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> Sorry, Winnipeg. <Yeah. laughs> I know you guys are there. Long story long story short, I have gone to Winnipeg only because me and a friend who is big into women's soccer, we went we wanted to go to a game when the World Cup was in Canada and the only weeks that worked out for the both of us 
was like during the preliminaries and we were waiting for the schedule to come out and like all of the like locations had already been decided. They just didn't know where anybody was playing yet. And the moment that the schedule came out, the weeks that would be, that would make sense to us would happen in Winnipeg. And we're like, well, I guess we're going to Winnipeg. <laughs> that's, that's what's happening. <laughs> so I've been to Winnipeg. There's, from my perspective, didn't seem like a whole lot to do, but we did make the most of it. And I did get to go to the jet store and I have a little miniature Winnipeg moose plushie like in my room. So made the most of it. I, I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I, free, I It's so funny to hear people talk about, like, guys that are in the league talk about Winni- Winnipeg, and they're like, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it's like, like no players that play there have a good review of it, and I, I just feel like there's got to be something. Winnipeg has to offer at least one thing. I don't know what like, that is. Like, I think it's bad when I was going on, like, the backpacking websites for Canada to get suggestions for Winnipeg, and it wasn't even listed. <laughs> Oof. There was this one year where the the social media team decided to ask Sharks players what their favorite thing about Winnipeg is or something memorable about it. And I honestly can't remember most people's answers, but there was this one player who was like, their internet sucks. <laughs> and I swear to God, the fans took it so personally. They like bombarded the Sharks pages, like just trash talking for the rest of the year. Like, you have no idea how great this city is and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so our internet is fine. <laughs> we have so fiber dumb. optic here. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so dumb. I do I do want to say, with Flower taking his thousandth lap in those, because uh, I've been looking at the like the, the video here, and I'm like, man, those throwbacks. It's a really great setup. Yeah, and Flower is like, I mean, like, he's his, the yellow pads with it and, like, the white mask with the nice accents. Like, it looks really sharp. I really like those wild, the North Star throwbacks. Like, I really do. At first, I was kind of on the fence about them. I was like, "Ah, I don't know if it translates that well, but seeing them on the ice and, like, seeing Flower's setup really complement, like, the whole arrangement of vibes around it. I'm like, I, I, I dig this. I like it. I think it looks really good. They're like yeah. the Green Bay Packers of the hockey world. Ew. Anyways, yeah. besides that, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really cute of the team to give him a, a solo lap for his thousandth game. <laughs> I love it. I love that he got to take a shot on goal too. I know like <laughs> like a few years ago, he was like, I just want to score a goal. And I'm like, just let the man put the puck on net just one time. Let him live out his dream. Is <laughs> Flower doesn't have a goalie goal, do you? Right? You get, I don't think so. It's very rare. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he'll get one tonight. That's what, I mean, today. <laughs> we can, if the if Manifest. the Jets want to. Right. Maybe that that's there. what the thousand games mean. Goalie goals for everyone. Goalie you goals. Goal. Goal. <laughs> I mean, they took away the shutout part. I mean, there's got to be something. They've they've got to give him something. It's just Flower with the game winner, just from 200 foot out, and he just, like, sails it. That's what I'm hoping. I played my thousandth <laughs> game, and this is all I got. <laughs> a win. <laughs> <laughs> and a lap. I got a lap, and I got a win. If no one saw it earlier this week, because I was definitely surprised to come across it, uh, Chris Letang became the first defenseman in NHL history to record five points in a single period. If 
I hadn't seen it first on socials. Like I probably would have not seen it otherwise, but because I also have him on one of my fantasy teams, I was like, oh, I wonder how my fantasy team is doing. What the? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, rub eyes, look at it again. And I'm like, excuse me, check the categories. And I'm like, that that's definitely not a sis. Like, come on. Like, that's crazy. But in one period is man, wild. Like they kind of. And like, this is coming off of. Like, I think they did okay leading up into the, the last couple of games before the holiday break. But the previous game that Jari played in, that was against Toronto. And they just got killed. That was the, I don't remember the score, but he ended up getting pulled from the game. And it was just like a brutal welcome home party for Kyle Dubas. And it was just all bad. So it just looked like they came out of the Christmas break just like ready to just shut everybody up like him and and jari with the shutout and i don't know craziness but to have someone get five points in like a single period i just find it insane that's wild to me like that's something i would expect from like and, and it's not to say that obviously latang has been a mainstay on on their blue line for what didn't they like draft him um and you know they had like a really good run like they're trying to get like their last hurrah out of him and Evgeny Malkin and Sidney Crosby but like that was something that I'd probably expect from like an Eric Carlson Mm -hmm. and to see the Latang do it I was just like that's insane yeah, for him. I, I hate to, I hate to say it, but I would expect something like that out of like Quinn Hughes or Kale McCarr or one of these younger defensemen that are known for like moving yeah, the that's puck around, yeah. you know, really well and and getting the good zone exits and entries. So the fact that Chris Letang, I mean, he's been in the league now for Ever. since two thousand six, so going on what seventeen, eighteen years, yeah. So the fact that like he's like getting that extra, I mean, he, his production's never really slowed down too much, but just to see him, you know, almost twenty years in the league, and he's like, "Watch me do this all in twenty minutes." Okay, I think it's pretty impressive. And I, Is it? And none of those were on the power play. No, oh, so they're all even strength assist. Isn't he the player last year that like had a stroke or something? Yeah, Was that's, it? that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure. And for him to come back and, and still be able to produce like this, I don't know, man. That's pretty pretty impressive. That's like that's like guys like like um Brian Boyle and um his name is, is escaping me now, but the guy that the younger guy that plays for the Flyers that like they find out in the middle of the season they have like leukemia or lymphoma and then they like take a year off and they go and beat cancer and they're like right back on the ice and they're like, Yep. Just off his guess. bucket on our on our team, Limblom. Yeah, he's on yeah, the Sharks Limbaugh. now. Or well, yep. right now, where is he? Somewhere in limbo between the Barracuda and the Sharks. I think he's I think like he's on injured. IR, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but uh, anyways, long story short, he's on the Sharks now. 
I, I, so I we're quite familiar with this guy that you can recall. <laughs> I couldn't remember his name. I knew I was like, mm-hmm. I, like Oscar or something. It was like right on the tip of my tongue. I was like, I know he yeah. was with the Flyers when he got his diagnosis. But I'm always so impressed. Like I am, I'm always so impressed because that's a lot. Like you know, to go through yeah. a intensive treatment like that. Like especially the players that do have to go. Like I think Boyle went through chemo when he was battling so like that takes a lot out of people and then for them just to go right back to like 30 mile an hour hits and like chasing a little black piece of rubber bouncing off of boards all over this ice it's like all right i could never if i went through that i would be on my couch just like live to tell the tale that's enough (laughs) the the tale doesn't continue after this new chapter but i think that's so cool i think it's it's like i don't know superhuman you know i guess it's like one of those things and you're in the best shape of your life and have those kinds of doctors and stuff around you like that's obviously what you hope happens as they come back from a stroke or cancer illness or something you know like they didn't miss a beat yeah it's pretty cool to see excuse me i'm choking over here (laughs) Oh, it was just last year. Latang suffered a stroke on November twenty eighth. Yeah, that's what I said. The last second year. of his career. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! So he's had another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think wild. he has. I think he has like something with his heart that that causes them. It just I can't remember exactly mm. what the condition is. But he had one, I can't remember when they, like, I read the article last year. And then last year, he was out for a really, like, a good while because of it. And then people were worried that he wasn't going to be able to come back to play. Because, like, oh, like, you're a young dude having strokes. Like, what the hell? But look at him now. Like, yeah. nothing happened. <laughs> I I know Chris Letang from, um, like, he, he was kind of, not necessarily like a part of the Canucks organization, but he was really good friends with Luke Bourdon, the Canucks prospect that was the young player that was killed on the motorcycle in the motorcycle accident. Um, so he's like been sort of a figure, like especially when that happened, he was kind of around the Canucks organization a lot just from being like teammates with Bourdon. So um, I've always kind of like kept him on my radar just because I think he's a stand-up dude. You know, I like I like keeping up with. Um, good character players like players that we know are solid human beings because there's some dudes that are great on the ice but then like off the ice you're like no <laughs> not that guy thinking of a few right now uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> on the topic of pittsburgh though um uh and this is not really hockey related per se but um, if you guys you guys are football fans, you know Kyler Murray. He's the uh, Cardinals quarterback. They're playing the Philadelphia Eagles right now as we speak. I think the game's about to end. But Kyler Murray showed up to to the game wearing a Crosby jersey just to, just to like troll, which I thought was really funny. And um, the Penguins ended up re- reposting that. So, so some fun little trolling in the in the sports world. 
I love the I love the penguins like response to they're like just one one way to instill fear in the city of Philly <laughs> is walk in in a in a Crosby sweater. Yeah, I love I love when athletes do that. Like when they code opt. Like we had a uh, Miles Miles Jack. Uh, I'm not sure where he's playing anymore, but he was with the Jags organization for a while, and he actually has an ownership stake in the Iceman. So just as soon as like the deal went through, when he was still with the team, he showed up in an Iceman sweater to the game, which was really cool. And I was like, nice. Like, imagine if we were an NHL team, it would be like that much sweeter. But just seeing like Miles Jack, and I think it was another player that joined him. They all showed up in their Iceman gear, and I was like, that's pretty cool. I, I dig this. Yeah. Just some fun things that happen. Uh, I saw a clip earlier this morning of the Cardinals and the Eagles game, and the Cardinals were like somewhere in in their in on their end, and there was an interception. And by and I had no context of this clip. I was just like, "Oh, what is this?" And I see this guy get the pass, and then like he starts running the other way, and it was like a ninety-nine yard uh like interception Ooh. and i was like wow that's oh yeah that looks bad yeah that's pretty bad <laughs> i you think this is bad guys you. <laughs> despite that the game's close uh i don't think the cardinals will be able to come back because there's like 30 seconds left as we speak but it's 28 31 at the moment that is that is gonna come and haunt them yeah the year. yeah that is pretty bad <laughs> these guys are like oh. I don't even know what the Jags are doing anymore for like everybody is hurt I think we all we're like without wide receivers Trevor Lawrence is like half a bionic dude the Jags right now we're like one of the faves to make it all the way into the like the playoffs you know in the NFL and now that's like a hope and a prayer we make it to week 16. Your Jaguars are currently <laughs> shutting out the Panthers twenty six zero. So you're in, you're oh. you're looking good right now. The Niners nice, won today. Nice. So. I just I just turned the game on. So sweet. <laughs> we we need a dub before we play our way out of the playoffs. So, but that would be on brand for the Jaguars. So it's like, yeah, you can't be like too upset about it. It's just like remain sort of like deliriously optimistic to an extent. <laughs> Lulu. <laughs> That's how I live as a sports fan. <laughs> Sometimes it's the only way. <laughs> True. <laughs> Survive, adapt, overcome. Sports delusion. <laughs> oh my god. What is this? This problematic creating the most problematic NHL player. Who put this in here? Please explain. <laughs> Jay, was that you? Are you skipping <laughs> over your crack and stuff? Well, we kind of touched on it already. Just like okay. I just put like what the I'm just checking decorations look like. They're so cute. On the problematic NHL player. I do really like how the Kraken like leaned into like the shipport thing with like the boat docks. That's so cool. I really hate to say it. I'm such a sucker for the way they brand their team. Like it's just They're all so, so good. So good. It's so good. And I know they're supposed to be like our geographic rival in the scope of like the NHL. They're like, we're gonna put this team four hours from the Canucks and you guys are gonna hate each other. And I'm like, two and I a can't. half. It's a two and a half hour uh, drive from Seattle to Vancouver. <laughs> it's not that, that like, far. Like I would love to have a conversation with somebody who is from 
the Seattle, Washington area because I'm sure there's Canucks fans there. And to get a team like right in your backyard, like I know there's that one um, woman who, you know, like there were articles written about how she spotted the the cancerous mole on on the Canucks uh, trainer or something like that, whoever it was yeah. that works behind the bench. So, and it looks like she's a supporter of, of both teams. And, but I, I guess just from the fact that the Bay Area is getting Bay FC and I've been like a supporter of the Seattle Reign for so long, like I'm kind of going through that, but not at the level that like I'm die hard about the Sharks. Like, I kind of like the rain is my team. Obviously I'm supporting Bay FC now as, as well, but I've kind of just been like supporting like the whole NWSL like as a whole. So I think it'll be more like, like it'll affect fans more if they ever meet during the playoffs, because right now they're kind of yeah. just coexisting. <laughs> I think, mm-hmm. I think, I know it was speculated. I know they got the winter classic with uh, Vegas this year, but there has been like this, this rumor and sort of like talking about a winter classic that would be Seattle, Vancouver. And I feel like that would be so much better, but they want to do this whole newbie teams matchup. Because I, 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 I get the promo part of it, but like, just think of like the, the proximity aspect of it. Like yeah. could be really exciting. Isn't and I think why too, like, Vegas, like they just had an outdoor game. I'm so annoyed. Because Look it's Vegas. Two, these are our two new toys, so we're going to put them against each other. Like, <laughs> the NHL knows to. exactly how to grow this this league. They I have think all it, the answers. Like a Canucks Kraken, like Winter Classic game, like especially if they're really like, trying to push I would this. watch that just from the fact that I was like, this is a cool storyline. Kraken in Vegas... What's sure. the, like, there is like, no storyline there, except like they're the most recent teams we added, and that's we're, exactly we're, what it is. Yeah, we want to market the hell out of them because like they look pretty. It's like, well, you know what? Vegas doesn't even look pretty in your Winter Classic <laughs> game, so you did it wrong. <laughs> that's <was bitter. laughs> Dude, Imagine like the sea theme that if if it was the Canucks instead of Vegas, you got the the whole. I don't know what to call this, like sailor themed the Kraken do because, you know, they're playing in T-Mobile Park where the Mariners play the Kraken, obviously, creatures of the sea. And then if you got the Orcas coming in. <laughs> That's what it would be like SeaWorld on ice. Yeah. I'm just saying. You've and then maybe, an opportunity here. maybe invite San Jose just to be like audience members. Add some <laughs> sharks in there too. Let's just keep it sea themed. <laughs> The game doesn't even get, like, it's not on ESPN. It's on, like, the Discovery Channel. They were like, this is more... <laughs> I'm saying, <laughs> it's happened to other markets. And this might be the way people who are interested in sea creatures. <laughs> you know, they're all that the Maybe sharks. they've never thought about, you know, <laughs> sea creatures playing on ice. What, what happens same. when the ocean freezes? Well, the sea creatures got to go somewhere, so we put them in <laughs> hockey outfits. It's, <laughs> I, um, I would free I would, ideas here, free ideas. It would be so aesthetically pleasing too, like like a Canucks Kraken Winter Classic matchup, like because the way they've 
branded the crack. I mean, the Kraken's branding is just top notch anyway. But if you, there's so much weird hockey history. Like I'm in like a Vancouver Millionaires hat today, but like, like imagine like a Seattle Metropolitan style get up with like a similar like Vancouver Millionaires like the stripe get up there. Be a thousand and one ways to market it and have a good time. Or you could go like, I don't. I know they don't want two teams of like similar colors playing each other, but you could totally do like a Kraken. I don't know what color they would work with, like a mint green or something. I don't know, but like a blue and green, like the blue and green Canucks branding with like the Kraken's colors scheme. I think it would just be really, it would be pretty to look at. Yes. But instead, we get the ugly mustard <laughs> jersey with a V in the middle. There is nothing I despise more in the league than Vegas's honey mustard. <laughs> Pro- like looking, we're looking at the problematic NHL player graphic, and it's in it's like a person in the honey mustard jersey, and that's just offensive to me. Just a jersey itself is problematic. <laughs> We it should, looks like we should honey add to it this <laughs> and just be like, this jersey is problematic. <laughs> I'm just gonna record like an hour long rant of me just picking apart people's like the team's aesthetics, and be like, Vegas, you look like honey mustard packets. Nashville, you look like school buses. <laughs> Yellow is just not. It's not always a cute color to use, y'all. <laughs> It's not. I think you got to do it right. Like you can't be you. Both teams are mustard. You've got like regular French's mustard, and then you've got like gray poupon over here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm just saying. Just... I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the problematic NHL player. I don't actually know the original source of this graphic all i know is just a friend sent it to me and i was like this is brilliant <laughs> um so i guess let's just start from the top did you all see that <laughs> clip that was out there like i want to say like a month ago of alex gochenio um getting arrested and he was like recorded like i think he was he must have been drunk or he must have something and just the stuff that was coming out of his mouth and i was just like okay all right i like how when he's like combative in the back of a cop car and he's like trash that he turns into a russian gangster (laughs) like that every time like that i watched that video i was like what what is happening here too many shots to the head galchenyuk yes problematic thing number one (laughs) galchenyuk's brain I, what I really enjoy is Phil Kessel's diet. <laughs> wow. That's just rude. That's, all right. <laughs> Don't jump here. ahead. Don't jump I'm ahead. I'm sorry. I'm this sorry. Is... I'm sorry. Uh... Okay. Second thing would be Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Bennington's temper. Baby Bimming Bennington, as Jay likes to call him. <laughs> we've, we've seen him throw so many tantrums in this league. I don't understand how he hasn't been disciplined for certain things that he's done. But uh, here we are. Also problematic. Because he's white. Well, most of them are. <laughs> and thought- this is this is old timey hockey. This is what, you know, he's he's keeping the authenticity. I think of it the has sport more to alive. do with the fact that he's a Stanley Cup champion. I have nothing to say nothing I mean, that's to too. say about Jordan Bennington. 
nothing nice to say. If okay. if I were an NHL player, I know you're not supposed supposed to touch the goalie, but I would go way out of my way. <laughs> That's I'll I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. I would go way out of my way to I touch think that. Timo used Bennington to. is is the embodiment of don't poke the bear. So you can poke the bear at your own risk. I ain't scared of him. What is he gonna do? Throw a tantrum, and then when the ref comes in the middle, he's ah. I'll be I'll be honest, Drew. If it's you versus Bennington, I I will be here to nurse you back to health. No, my money's on me. My money's on me. He's a punk. He's a punk. He wants to get involved all the time. Your money better be on you while you're unemployed. Well, (laughs) because you've been beaten to to an inch of your life. No. No, he's a punk. He's a punk, and I would run him, and he would get. I'll say this how, on the podcast. How tall I is would, Bennington? I don't care. I'm not scared of anything, and I'm most certainly not scared of his punk ass. What is I would this? say that. I've said it. I own it. I'll stand by it. I would run him, and I'm I would sure make it Bennington worth everybody's doesn't money. listen to this podcast. Perfect. If he ever does, Bennington just know. <laughs> We can set it up, bud. We can set it up because there won't be a ref to get into the middle of us when you skate over there trying to pretend to be a big bad dude. He Simmer does it down there, bud. He starts a tantrum and then like the refs will come in and then he's like behind the ref and he's all like, bruh, 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 and it's like, bro, <clears throat> you're not, you're not like go tweet some racist stuff on Twitter again, Bennington, and get off maybe, of the maybe ice. Don't and- do that. Don't. <laughs> we don't encourage I just, that. <laughs> I just don't like him. I don't. I think he's a terrible person. I think he's a he's a punk ass player. There, I said it, and I'll stand by it. And if anybody's got a problem with it, come see me about it. I don't like Bennington, and I will. I, will, I would fight him, no problem. I'm sorry. When's Not your birthday? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's in a couple months. If You're you want to set that up, are you in February? We can, yeah, yeah. What does that mean? Are you Pisces or or what? Aquari- I'm an Aquarius. Hmm, interesting. I'm an Aquarius sun and an Aries rising, which means I'm always sort of detached, but I'm okay, always fired listen, up about something. Listen, listen. Yeah. That was legit Aries energy. <laughs> to simmer down. Like, not even I'm like that. <laughs> I don't like him. I don't like him. I have nothing nice to say. Okay, next one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jonathan Huberdeau's work ethic, which, I mean, I don't follow the Flames very closely, but I do recall when he was down in the Panthers and he was lighting it up left and right. And then, you know, I think it was that year that, what, the Panthers got knocked out in the first round or or something happened to that extent where they were like, some changes need to be made around here. And the Flames were sliding downhill off a cliff around the same time where like they shipped off Johnny Gaudreau, they shipped off like Matthew Kachuk and in that trade with Matthew Kachuk came over Jonathan Huberdeau and I remember like Mackenzie Weger was in that trade, whatever and I was thinking like I guess this doesn't seem like a bad trade, right? Right? <laughs> it, it looks like the Panthers won that trade. For sure. I mean, they're not doing as great as they want to, but the Flames are... No. <laughs> I thought all the people that the Flames were going to bring in was going to like change things up for them. Like I thought they were rebuilding in a pretty positive direction, and then, boy, that, that didn't I work out I thought that was way. what Huberto and, like, Kadri and, like, I mean, Uyghur was, like, 
seemed pretty impactful on the Panthers blue line. And like, like I said, I don't know what's going on with the flames, but those particular players were doing really great in their respective roles on other teams. And it just doesn't seem to be translating over in Calgary. Yeah. Now you can address Phil Kessel's diet. I think this is I just, rude. <laughs> I, I do too. I do too. That's why I kind of think it's funny. Cause it's like, all we know about him is that he enjoys hot dogs. Like, you know, a man can't enjoy a hot dog on a bench. <laughs> why is that part of a problematic NHL player? He has to fuel up. They can't just survive off of bio steel in between periods. Like it's, <laughs> That's a, when I looked at that, that was the one I laughed at the most. I was like, Phil Kessel's diet. Like, that's kind of... Bro likes hot dogs. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, sure, I guess. He's going to burn it off within five minutes. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, he's going to get out there and, like, do, like, 20, like, you know, however many minutes of intense, high-intensity cardio training. Let the man eat a hot dog. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Jay, you could talk about the next one. Um, I feel like this has just been the constant conversation on, on this podcast. Seems like a great guy off the ice. I just am not a fan of his, uh, his, his playing style. <laughs> I'm not really sure I will, I will ever get there with him. So there's that. Yeah, I feel the same. Yeah, we've talked about him enough. <laughs> this one I don't really understand. Um, Mike Hoffman's wife. Because I don't follow him or her on the socials. I know, obviously, there was that I incident. I think that's with just referencing the, Carlson. what happened with Carlson. Yeah. Mm. But, like, has the, have they changed? Is she still the same? <laughs> has she learned her lesson? <laughs> Are they divorced now? What <laughs> I don't think so, but... What, I, I I don't even really follow Mike Hoffman and he's a shark, so I know, I don't I, I know even he's less about this. <laughs> I was confused about this too. I thought maybe it was from the Carlson stuff because I remember hearing about That's what that. I think it is. Yeah. And I was like, Well, unless Mike Hoffman's wife is gonna be on the ice with him, I don't know if she should really be included in this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, like sharks have to explore every avenue here. <laughs> Like, John Klingberg's defense. Do any of you watch any Leafs games? I have self-respect. Well, he's currently out for the season, so that's not helping his defense. All right. I'm assuming he's bad since he's on this list. He's All I know that... right before he went down that people, people as in within the the Leafs fan base were not too happy with the acquisition of, well, not They're too happy, happy though. after the acquisition of Klingberg because he was not really doing what they, I guess, were trying to bring in somebody who could help on the defense. Yeah, anytime I see Leafs fans complaining about anything on the defensive end, it's always Klingberg. <laughs> But like with that being said, the Leafs fans also—he's just like the the latest, never the happy. latest target. 
Yeah, I, that's why I feel like because like last year for a while it was who was it was like Jarrett Hole or whoever it was the one defenseman yeah. that was like they were constantly like I'd get on Twitter and see like oh Hole's God and then like forty minutes later it'd be like get rid of him and I'm like man Leafs fans like buckle up you know <laughs> it's, it's eighty two games of this you guys are one extreme from the other all the time constantly I just don't think they're ever satisfied. The entitlement, man. This team should be perfect. We can't have <laughs> terrible players. <laughs> Every team's got them. Canucks is Myers. <laughs> Heck, oh. they, him and Zadorov the other day were like tripping over each other. And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> now we have two big buffoons just like all over the ice. <laughs> Can one of you stay upright? That's, that's what I'm hoping they got for like, you know, for Christmas was like a, I don't know, like, especially Tyler Myers, how to stay on your skates, like a book, a picture book with instructions. Speaking of skates, Pat Maroon skating. I don't know a whole lot about this. The only thing I know about Pat Maroon is like he said, he's chubby, but effective. So I don't understand where his skating is a problem. I he's think, confident in his skating. I think what they might be referring to is that he's slow, possibly. Okay, but he's, he's, he's a chubby but effective. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he's a slow skater, and now that the, the game is fast, you know, people want fast skaters. So, problematic, quote-unquote. But, you know, I mean, there's only, look, that he's, they call him Big Rig. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not going to go 0 to 60 that fast. <laughs> he's, he's, right. It requires some horsepower to rev up all that torque, you know? I, I, I like Pat Maroon. I really like his the his comment about like being chubby but effective. Like really was like, oh man, he's got a personality and he's just so like he embraces who he is. So I mean, I'm sure he gets teased all the time about his weight and all that nonsense. Like remember that incident with the one broadcaster that said something and he's just like, what yeah. the hell? <laughs> I think I retweeted that with like his original comment when like people were chirping him because I'm like. What you guys are trying to be mean, and he's like obviously well aware of it. So you know, like it's he's uh making do with what what he's been what he's been given. <laughs> <laughs> All I gotta say about Pat Maroon is the what I had said when he was getting um, fat shamed is I will advocate for Pat Maroon when he stops making misogynistic comments. <laughs> in response to the fat shaming he decided oh I, here's my chirp at you and i'm like yeah that's not a chirp mm -mm. Oh, see that's not cool yeah, yeah. so you know <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be honest the only players like i, I don't like stand up and play like, players business like the only players i really keep tabs on like that are like the canucks right because it's there's always so mm -hmm. much media hype about Riffs in the locker room. There's always a there's somebody's always creating a problem for the Canucks. So I don't <laughs> I don't ever like you know I'll see the news. I don't want like deep dive into it. So like that's kind of disappointing because I really like Pat Maroon before finding that out, and now I'm like man, there's always <laughs> always you something. can't win all of them. There's always something you can't win. You can't have it all. On the opposite end. A player who is great off the ice, amazing person, but a terrible human on the ice. <laughs> Brad Marchand's slew footing. <laughs> I 
can't I can't stand Marshawn when we play him. Like I can't stay he's just such a grimy, greasy <laughs> little dude. But then he gets on Twitter and he's just like up yours, homophobe, and I'm like, I love you. <laughs> like what a great dude. Like if you played with half of that love on the ice, I might have a different opinion of you. But he could be he, everyone's I, favorite player. Well I know. <laughs> Well, looking at you, city of Boston. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I mean, problematic. Not just his slew foots, but like, he's he's problematic on the ice. <laughs> Freaking licking people. Who? What? What is wrong with you? What? Not- it's the end of the year. I gotta get all my roast in before 2024. That way, everybody's mad at me at the start of the year, and I'm like, I said what I said. That was last no, year. Don't no, bring no, up no. old shit. Not you, him. <laughs> I said him licking, licking oh. people. You need to calm down, there, Drew. <laughs> bring the feistiness level down. <laughs> I just, I'm gonna roast everybody on this show. That way, when people talk about it, I'm like, why are you bringing up stuff from last year? <laughs> that was- that was the old me. I'm changed now. <laughs> new year, new me. You haven't heard. <laughs> You're being like that one, that one team teammate of mine. Like great guy to chat with, like off the ice, but on the ice he thinks everyone's coming at him, <laughs> and like he just like goes at people for breathing the same air as he does, and like getting thrown in the box for like several times during during the game so like, what's wrong with you you looked at me funny <laughs> <laughs> always you... thinks someone someone's coming at it we're like bro no one cares <laughs> please calm down you keep putting us on the penalty kill and and everyone's getting increasingly upset with you <laughs> Well, no, I'm just feisty like this in my everyday. Like when it comes to sports, I actually have great sportsmanship. It's so weird. Like I will, like especially in sport. Like if you in soccer too, sometimes you know people want to like make runs at the goalie because, and I'm like, don't touch. Like I'll fight you over the goalkeeper, but like if you fall down and you're hurt, like I'll stop mid play to be like, hey bro, you good? But I I don't know. I can't figure. I can't figure me out. That's part of my New Year's resolution is to figure out why. <laughs> Great sportsman, but like, if I don't like you, I don't like you, and I'm not. I'm not gonna hide that. Especially if you're Jordan Bennington. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Do you wanna Do you wanna end your little spiel on a positive note here and share your quote? <laughs> See, see, I had a positive quote because, like, last week I was like, the world's going to end. Merry Christmas. And then this, this week, you were this week I'm like. a whole nother negative level. Like, what are you doing here? This, this week I'm like, everybody sucks, but we have a new year, so it might not suck. Um, no, I don't listen. I don't know why I'm like this today, so I'm sorry. It's because Mercury's in retrograde or something. I'm just kidding. It, it, yeah. I'm just kidding. You just blame it all on astrology. Listen, Mercury goes direct tomorrow, so the energies are weird. So I'm just saying everything. The god, the planet of communication, it's just like get it all out before I go direct again. And then when when this episode comes up in in later conversations, I'm like, Mercury was in retrograde. I wasn't the same me. It was 
too many energies That's flowing what through me. He's gonna say when Bennington shows up to his door. It's like that was. I'm not. I'm. I am not scared of anybody, and I'm Listen, certainly bro, not scared of George Bennington. Mercury's in retrograde. <laughs> <laughs> I will stand sorry, by that. Re- sorry, bro. <laughs> I will stand Hell by that. <laughs> and he might be hella. T- you know what though? They want to. They say big tree. Big tree falls hard. So. <laughs> I can I can dodge and weave. There's not a lot for I don't have to make a I lot can, of movement. You I know what I'm saying? I'm just imagining the height. See the headline now. Florida Florida man gets punted into the into the nearby ocean. No, I would it would be Florida man Florida man does hockey world a service by punching Bennington's shins. I'll get on my step stool and I will. I, I, I will. You wait right there, sir. Let me get my step stool. I understand you would like a physical altercation, but but even the plague deal. challenge you to a duel. Let me grab my stilts and I'll be right back. Just... You you listen here, Mister. I don't like you. Okay. Oh, good stuff. Oh, my cheeks hurt. <laughs> Listen, I'll be less feisty probably tomorrow. This is like, like it was like all the depression energy and it was like, it's just come to the head. We brought up Jordan Bangton and I was just triggered. So it was just like rage. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this quote came up actually this morning on... <laughs> We're going to zero to 100. That's how your boy operates. Um, I was meditating this morning. It was much more peaceful than I was. <laughs> no, it did. It clarified my stance on Bennington, apparently. Hey, I think um, you need a round two on that meditation. Yeah. Uh, more, more deep breaths. This quote came up. Listen. Deeper session. <laughs> Triggered. Um, it came up on my meditation app this morning. and Because it's... For those of you that uh, not a not a plug, I do. I just want to put this out there. If you're looking for a meditation app and you don't want to pay everything, because I know so many keep stuff behind a paywall, um, I use this one called Insight Timer, and it's really really great. There's so much available for free. They changed it recently, so some stuff does require more, you know, like a subscription or whatever. But every morning, and you can change it in your settings. But they send you a quote, kind of like a positive for you know a good quote for the day. Um, and this one came up on my on my phone this morning, and uh, it's a T.S. Eliot quote, and it says, "For last year's words belong to last year's language, and next year's words await another voice, and to make an end is to make a beginning." And so I thought that that was uh, I thought that was a really good quote for people to maybe keep in mind as we head into twenty twenty four. The first uh, line. I mean, like. <laughs> it's basically what you've been, what you've been saying if someone <laughs> someone confronts you See? about the Bennington stuff. That was that was last year's language. I, people can call me out all they want to on it. I am so serious. I don't like him. I would fight him and I have no problem with that. I'm not scared of him. <laughs> if you're a blues fan, fight me. I, I <laughs> it's like I don't I listen, we all have a right to an opinion and that is mine. <laughs> with my first amendment right that i'm exercising on this podcast <laughs> i just <laughs> he's the only player to be fair he's the only player i really feel that's like feel that strongly about like i don't like brad marshawn on the ice but like when he off the ice i'm like 
okay, he's a solid player. And then he does stuff on the ice, and I'm like, why do you have to be that way? <laughs> what fuels you to just flip a switch and be a bad man out there? But, um, yeah, last year's words belong to last year's language, you guys. So, <laughs> um, moving into uh, 2020, I just feel like 2024 is a big year. Um, in a lot of ways, not just for me personally, but with the world at large, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on out there. It's an American election year, so that's always... Why don't you bring that up? I, well, I had it because, almost forgotten. Well, <laughs> it starts to craziness here, and then it starts to craziness around the world. So I just feel like 2024 is a, is a year with some big implications and ramifications for, for a lot of folks. Um, and, uh, you know, besides my feisty antics, I will say that I think that um, maybe maybe next year, you know, as, as we... Uh, Think, try to pick up some of the pieces of some of the craziness that have already happened that um it might help for the world i really to be honest with you i really think that the world just kinds of need, kind of needs like an attitude adjustment in a way you know like everybody's so up in everybody else's business and when to create problems out of things that are problems i mean obviously we're all part of the uh the lgbtq community so we know that kind of firsthand and and how we get demonized and otherized and, and have to deal with this kind of stuff. So um, I just, I really like the quote because I think it's a, it's a good way to reframe, like it's been rough go. It hasn't been easy in recent times. And um, maybe if we all sort of reframe a new, an end to this year and the craziness of this year, and we walk into uh, 2024 with a um, more optimistic mindset, you know, as much as it seems like the world's going backwards, I think there is this underlying tone of people are starting to really just like rally together and and call out what we know needs to be changed and work and make make good strides. So, I, I just really liked it. it. Resonated with me. You know, it, it made me. Um, it was like, yeah, we. I've had a rough twenty twenty three. Had a rough twenty twenty two. Had a rough twenty one. And like a rough five years before that. <laughs> um, so. Uh, you know, it was just kind of like a, like, reframe it. Don't don't bring that kind of, um, I don't want to say baggage, but don't that pessimism. You know, like like it's um, it's a big year and it's a crazy world. And I think if we're all just mindful of of showing up a little better each day than we were the last, and uh, we we come together for the common good of all people that maybe we can make some real positive impact in 2024 and start moving the needle in the right direction on a wide scale, you know, widespread scale. So, um, yeah, I just thought it was, uh, it was much more positive than my doomsday Christmas message, which <laughs> was like, really like, it was, all I'm trying to say is like, in it, going back to that crazy point of like the world's crazy we're not we we've always known we're not promised anything but we're really not promised anything in today's world so i think if we reframe it as capitalizing on every moment and making every moment positive and uh trying to make a positive impact where we can that you know maybe maybe the attitude will start shifting so if if we can start with ourselves obviously you have to start with the change you want to see in the world and that that is us ultimately is to be that change um just treat people with a little bit more kindness and and uh, show up a little bit more with uh, optimism. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs>
It's a little bit of a ramble, like always. <laughs> On a similar note, I wanted to share a poem. Uh, I've been really into poetry lately. It's kind of been cathartic for me, uh, reading and actually writing lately, uh, which is not something I do. But with recent events, it's kind of been a thing to help me kind of process everything. So, But I came across this one on the Instagrams the other day. The other day. <clears throat> and it's basically along the lines of what you're saying uh, about positivity and kind of just making the most of what you have. But this is a poem by someone named Alicia Waghorn. And it goes, a reminder to be gentle on yourself if you did not reach your goals this year. A reminder to celebrate if you did. A reminder to be grateful for all that came together. A reminder to leave behind all that fell apart. A reminder that sometimes things end to make space for better things to come. A reminder to never settle for less. To be kinder to yourself. To reach for the stars. To love and be loved in return. A reminder that no matter what this year looked like for you, you are still here. You made it. A reminder that within itself is worthy of your attention. A reminder to be grateful for what was, what is, and what magic is yet to be. And I think it's it just aligns with a lot of things that I've been hearing from several people around me uh, who had very, very, very difficult year, myself included. Um, you know, like people are so hard on themselves about how they end up reacting to difficult situations. And one thing that I constantly find myself doing is reminding people to be gentle with themselves because it's like you did the best you could in these situations. The Now, the best thing you can do now is learn from that and like, you know, go from there. But um, yeah, some some positivity. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling like a, an energy shift for 2024. I haven't felt this in a few years, so I'm I'm excited to see what's what's coming. I um I I'm I'm actually to be honest with you both and to all of our listeners, I'm a lot more woo woo spiritual than I let on. Like I really am. I. I I uh, got out of the Southern Baptist Church when I was a kid and I kind of detached myself from religion because of the hypocrisy that I found in organized religion. And as I started my trauma recovery journey um, at the end of 2021, beginning of, of last year, um, I sort of fell into that spiritual, like, you know, and, and started kind of getting to know myself better in, in that realm, too. And um, yeah, so I... I, I double down on that, like with what you said, Nessa, like there, it's a weird, it's a weird way to describe it, but I have, um, I'm really optimistic about 2024, like for myself personally, but it just feels like, like, like I was saying with the quote earlier, like there is a lot of craziness, but if you look out there, there is this underlying tone of like, people are tired of it. And people want things to be better for everybody. And people want things to be simple and easy. And everybody is like on a playing, you know, a level playing field. I just feel like there's a, underneath all of the, the surface crazy, there is this tide of people really want positive progress. And um, I don't think it's going to be an easy ride. I think there's some crazy stuff, especially when it comes to America, that's probably going to have people... Uh, little wild but um you know like the big thing too like i don't know if you guys are in super into astrology but like 
Pluto enters Aquarius next year, which brings in the age of Aquarius. So all of this stuff with like AI and like American democracy, like all of it falls perfectly in line with like this astrological transit. And uh, there's a reason why people made songs like back in the 70s and 80s about the age of Aquarius. This is supposed to be a dawning of an enlightening time and uh, a lighter time. And so uh, I do, I really, I feel that energy myself. Like I really do feel that vibe myself. So as I said, just show up every day better than the last. Um, Be the change that you want to see. Treat others with kindness. We're all going through it. We're all going through it on some level. Yeah. Um, It doesn't, we don't have to keep living. I think this is like the one thing that I want to kind of end on is we don't have to keep living in this paradigm of of labels and other sides and and seeing each other just through the lenses of a label like at the end of the day we're all human we're all on this rock if something goes wrong with this rock we're all it's all over right like it's it the, the labels and that kind of stuff doesn't matter um so generate some positive energy generate some positive vibes and uh put that out into the world because I feel like I feel like if we all collectively aim to do it, that's uh, that's where we'll be next year. It's going to be a, a crazy ride. We all should strap ourselves in, but be positive throughout the ride because I, I feel like we're going to come out on, on of uh, 2024 on the better side of things. Like I really, I genuinely feel that. Can't tell you why I feel that way. I just feel it like in my jellies. in your gut, so, right? I feel it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm slightly spiritual too. I'm not super super into astrology, but there's like other certain things that I I believe in that my fa- family practices and stuff. So I really wasn't into astrology until like my ex brought up my birth chart, and then the stars were telling me things about myself that I didn't want to admit to myself, and I was like, oh my god. There's like <laughs> the more research I dive into it, I'm like, oh, the stars are reading me every day, all day. <laughs> all right, as always, I am your host, <laughs> I'm Nessa. I'm Drew, or I'm not Drew. We haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> Thanks for watching, guys. All right. Take care, everybody. (laughs) Go watch the PWHO start of the new year. It's going to be an exciting time for women's hockey. Bye. Bye.